welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. But if not, let us keep working on it. And we don't have to be perfect as the world perceives perfection, but we must be loved to one another because God is love and the spirit of the living God is within all of us. And for mankind to be anything less than the love of our mighty I Am Presence represents a lack of love for our own life streams and that of others, and for the presence of the living God within us, whether some admit it or not. And that lack of love is the cause of all the darkness that envelops the earth, because love is light, and anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. And if we all strive to be loved to one another and walk in the light, then the darkness has no power to overcome us. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life. May y'all be loved. And Jesus said, When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. John 16 13-15 A time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and believe that I came from God. John 16 25-27 A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16 32-33 I pray for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. John 17 20 to 26.
Isis Unveiled, Chapter 15. New York, February 7, 1877, continued. Dr. X, hastened to her, made eager magnetic passes about her face and neck and propped up her head and shoulders on cushions. And there she lay like a person sick and suffering, occasionally moaning, turning restlessly, etc. I suppose a full half hour then elapsed, during which seemed to pass through all the phases of gradual death. This I was told was a reenacting of the death of Beethoven. It would be long to describe in detail, even if I could recall all. We watched as though assisting at a scene of real death. I will only say that her pulse ceased, no beating of the heart could be perceived, her hands first, then her arms became cold, while warmth was still to be felt under her armpits, even they at last became entirely cold. Her feet and legs became cold in the same manner, and they swelled astonishingly. The doctor invited us all to come and recognize these phenomena. The gasping breaths came at a longer and longer intervals, and feebler and feebler. At last came the end. Her head fell sidewise, her hands, which had been picking with the fingers about her dress, collapsed also. The doctor said, she is now dead, and so it indeed seemed. In vehement haste he produced, I did not see from where, two small snakes, which he seemed to huddle about her neck and down into her bosom, making also eager transverse passes about her head and neck. After a while she appeared to revive slowly, and finally the doctor and a couple of men's servants lifted her up and carried her off into the private apartments, from which he soon returned. He told us that this was all very critical, but perfectly safe, but that no time was to be lost, for otherwise the death, which he said was real, would be permanent. I need not say how ghastly the effect of this whole scene had been on all the spectators. Nor need I remind you that this was no trickery of a performer paid to astonish. The scene passed in the elegant drawing room of a respectable physician, to which access without introduction is impossible, while, outside of the phenomenal facts, a thousand indescribable details of language, manner, expression, and action presented those minute guarantees of sincerity and earnestness which carry conviction to those who witness, though it may be transmitted to those who only hear or read of them. H.P. Blavatsky New York, February 7, 1877, continued. After a time, Madame Y. returned and was seated in one of the two fauteuils before mentioned, and I was invited to the other by her side. I had still in my hand the unopened pellet of paper containing the three words privately written by me, of which, Beethoven, had been the first. She sat for a few minutes with her open hands resting on her lap. They presently began to move restlessly about. Ah, it burns, it burns, she said, and her features contracted with an expression of pain. In a few moments she raised one of them, and it contained a marguerite, the flower I had written as my second word. I received it from her, and after it had been examined by the rest of the company, I preserved it. Dr. X said it was of a species not known in that part of the country, an opinion in which he was certainly mistaken, as a few days afterwards I saw the same in the flower market of the Madeleine. Whether this flower was produced under her hands, or was simply in a port, as in the phenomenon we are familiar with in the experiences of spiritualism, I do not know. It was the one or the other, for she certainly did not have it as she sat there by my side, under a strong light, before it made its appearance. The flower was perfectly fresh in every one of its delicate petals. The third word I had written on my bit of paper was the name of a cake, Plombier's. She presently began to go through the motions of eating, though no cake was visible, 
and asked me if I would not go with her to Plombier's, the name of the cake I had written. This might have been simply a case of mind reading. After this followed a scene in which Madame X, the doctor's wife, was said, and seemed to be, possessed by the spirit of Beethoven. The doctor addressed her as Monsieur Beethoven. She took no notice until he called the name aloud in her ear. She then responded with polite bows, etc. You may remember that Beethoven was extremely deaf. After some conversation he begged her to play, and she seated herself at the piano and performed magnificently, both some of his known music and some improvisations which were generally recognized by the companies in his style. I was told afterwards, by a lady friend of Madame X, that in her normal state she was a very ordinary performer. After about half an hour spent in music and in dialogue in the character of Beethoven, to whom her face and expression, and her tumbled hair, seemed to acquire a strange resemblance, the doctor placed in her hands a sheet of paper and a crayon, and asked her to sketch the face of the person she saw before her. She produced very rapidly a profile sketch of a head and face resembling Beethoven's busts, though as a younger man, and she dashed off a rapid name under it, as though a signature, Beethoven. I have preserved the sketch, though how the handwriting may correspond with Beethoven's signature, I cannot say. Letter to be continued. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 Someone, sometime, somewhere, must draw that love and fill the world with that activity of the sacred fire, if you are ever to be free from these other conditions. The angelic host are the messengers from the great central sun, the beings provided to draw those flames into the physical world until the world itself has become a sun of everlasting love. When you demand the victorious love of the angelic host become the law and the authority of your outer action, it will be so. And if you acknowledge, I am the law of the victorious love of the great angelic host in outer physical action in all I do, you will find strain and struggle gone. You will find perfection appearing, and joy will be yours that none can change. It is well worth your most sincere trial in everything you do in the outer life. After all, when hate has darkened your planet and has robbed you of the peace that God gave you in the beginning, then if you call again for the love that is the natural condition of this world, the love that belongs here, the love that was here in the beginning, the love that ought to be here now, the love that must come and hold command in the future, if you will call the victory of the love of the angelic host here, more people will begin to feel and accept the reality of the angels. More will begin to feel that they are real beings who render a service and answer the calls of those who serve the constructive way of life. These must be called into outer action. My dear ones, mankind have driven away the great beings who blessed them for centuries. Those beings had to recede because mankind deliberately said they didn't want them. Now then, if conditions are to be permanently improved, then mankind must call and ask for their return instead of denying their very existence. So, when you, the beloved of the light, make your calls to the seraphim, and you demand and acknowledge the law of the victorious love of the angelic host to act now and forbid the existence of hate, you will render tremendous service to your nation, to yourselves, and to the world. And hate, you will find one day, rolled back like a scroll, and the dark clouds drawn into the compound till that substance is purified in the blue flame and the violet flame, and return to the great universal use of life. That substance of hate must recede, and therefore when you acknowledge the law of the victorious love of the angelic host and the victorious peace of eternity, you are calling actual light into the physical octave. 
And then as those powers of the sacred fire and the actual flames themselves become anchored in and around you, and wherever you call them forth, you will find the light increasing that brings the ascended master's consciousness to the mankind of earth, and they will become intelligent and obedient and purified and harmonized to the point where they will cooperate with the great cosmic law that seeks to set them free. Beloved Elohim of Peace So, in the arms of that great flame may I ask you to feel yourselves held. Great flames from our mighty realm of activity, the sevenfold flame of the victorious peace of eternity, is yours to demand, abide in the physical world wherever you command it to come forth. And if you will take your authority and acknowledge yourselves as the law of its manifestation in outer physical action, it will come to pass, and I hope quickly. So, as my heart is ready and willing to give you more of the activity of the fire element and be the victorious peace of eternity, which is love's light to the earth that annihilates all darkness, I shall deeply appreciate every call that you can send forth as soon as possible. I trust I shall make myself very tangibly felt in the blessings that I will pour back through my love and gratitude to you, to once again help mankind give acknowledgement to the reality of the angelic host. There is the flame of my peace in each forehead radiating through the atomic structure of the brain, so part of my own life flame is in each of you. Therefore, when you say, I am the law of the victorious peace of eternity, you are speaking an eternal truth, for that very flame is already abiding in you, and through that, you become the law of peace which I am. When you call the great presence of the guarding seraphim to blaze their flame of their love wherever you want this peace made manifest permanently, then their love brings more life. And where their love is, hate can never come. Where my peace is acknowledged as the law, discord can never again approach. So I give you a sanctuary, a place of safety from the discord of the outer world, and if you care to withdraw into the great altar of its presence, you will find there the power of perfection's flame, the happiness and contentment and satisfaction of eternity, and the boundless blessings you have always known somewhere ought to be in outer action. Beloved Elohim of Peace Now the door is open. Now is the opportunity to give obedience to this law and make this call, and let us see how quickly that may become the great fulfillment of the divine law that releases the dispensation, and the cosmic fiat goes forth that compels hate to leave the earth forever. Great is your opportunity. Great is your responsibility. Great is your privilege to serve life, and once again make the law of its love the authority of this octave, and you yourselves, the flame of its eternal victory of love and peace and power and perfection that is boundless. I wrap you in its everlasting love. May its blessings forever go forth, expanding through you to reach all mankind until the light claims its own and intensifies until there are no more shadows, and not even a memory of anything but the eternal joy of expanding perfection and peace and love through eternity. Thank you, and I make my flame expand within you and clothe you in its outer presence, until you feel it and others feel it. And then let its light become the visible radiation that will make mankind know the truth and the reality of the angelic host and ourselves, that the door may be wide open for their greater freedom for life, for all life on this earth. Your freedom to life brings greater freedom to you. Our peace to you brings greater love and peace from the central sun to us, and the system will grow brighter because of your love and your desire for the victorious peace of eternity. May its beauty fill your world, its music ever be the eternal harmony and blessing of all in and around you, and victory wherever you move, establish its love and peace of eternity. I thank you. Beloved Elohim of Peace <laughs>